Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's the Handball Rock Podcast, starring Joey Devine, Magnus Wiswander, Zanada Turkina, Dave Dufour, Svetlana Kittich, Nikola Karabatic, John Keen, Bro Hammersang, Ivano Balich Musical guest Tennis And now the temporary host of the Handball Rock Podcast Dave Dufour Hi Hi, welcome to Handball Rock I am your temporary host Dave Dufour Joined as I am every week on Handball Rock By my good buddy Sean Keen Sean, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I got Olympic handball fever. Uh, it's been it's been very exciting. I can't believe Norway went down like that. Uh, and I'm just very excited that, uh, you know, very early in the morning or very late at night tonight, we are going to finally learn who our handball finalists are going to be. It's very exciting. We're recording this uh, Wednesday night. So you uh, see you Olympic freaks. Uh, get some context. Uh, we have we have a women's final four and a men's final four. So the men's final four gonna play tonight, and we're very excited about that. Dave, how are you? Yeah. Oh man, I'm doing great. Uh, you know, I've just been overwhelmed by Olympic spirit. Uh, I think, and just mm-hmm. um, yeah, the handball has been good, man. Surprisingly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, you and I have both had some concerns with the ethics of the IOC and doing this during a pandemic, but. Uh, when the handball starts flying, I, I just don't remember. And I don't think about any of that. Yeah. I, I try to keep politics out of handball. You know, yeah, I, yeah, I just don't think there's any place for it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why, uh, it's the one Olympic sport where the ratings have still been pretty good. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was 45% down overall. And, and it certainly it isn't because it's hard to find because no, 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 no. it's all over. The very place. easy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you get yeah. your Peacock premium subscription. Some of them are going to be on the USA network, but you know which ones those are going to be because it's basically uh, based on their international handball rank. The lesser team, lesser matches are going to be on USA. Other ones are going to be on Peacock premium. And of course, uh, there were some quarterfinals on CNBC, but they were very clear about that. It's it's pretty easy to follow. So yeah, Olympics yeah, I, down, ratings down forty five percent, handball ratings up five tenths of a percentage point. Pretty good. I, I think that both of those are, are because of us. I mean, let's just be honest here, right? Like we're kind of the driving force behind the handball coverage. Yeah, there's not a lot of uh, handball podcast, but I think we've been doing a great job of uh, just sort of em- embracing the handball spirit. And, uh, you know, we have that international audience. We-, we love our audience, by the way. Thank you so much for yes. everybody uh, supporting us. Oh, we should do some business first. Yeah, we should take care of some business. Guys, don't forget, go to our Handball Rock Patreon. Patreon access to Den- Mennings Versheel, where it's always Arif Nolan. Mm-hmm. John, as we both know, Arif uh, Nolan, zero level. At the 10-year-old level, you get a signed trading card of uh, Demagoge Duvniak. Mm-hmm. And at the 100-year-old level, we're going to take you to a match along with your hosts, that's me and you, to the Jane Sandansky Arena in beautiful Scope, Macedonia. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to see H.C. Vardar 1961. Sean, this ow, is ow, awesome. Ow. Yeah. Our best idea yet. I think I think it's going to be really fun. Um and it would be great to just see, I mean, even even despite it being a prize, it's great to see uh, these listeners in person. So, yeah. You think uh, Alexander the Great played handball? You know, I think he did, actually, because uh, it's a it's a pretty ancient game. There was uh, well, we'll get to this later, but there are uh, there are some hieroglyphics depicting handball on uh, some Egyptian pyramids. So there you go. It's well, an old sport. I bet, I bet Alexander played. Yeah. Yeah. Another Macedonian king, just mm-hmm, like. Uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Uh, Duvniak. It's him and uh, Pero Antich and yeah, Duvniak. There you go. Well, today we got a special mailbag edition of Handball Rock. So thanks for everybody following along with our live commentary on the France-Germany handball thriller. I mean, that was just incredible handball. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, uh, you know, France has been lighting it up in the tournament, but that that Germany game was touch and go. 30-29. I was, I was a little worried. You know, you know I'm, a, I'm a French handball freak. So I was very worried about our dude, uh, Karabatic, but uh, they pulled it out at the end. Yeah, that was great. And thanks, everybody, for their comments and questions, uh, both on the live blog and after. It was great. All right. Should we give you some news before we get to the mailbag? Let's do some news. Let's do some news. This is Handball Rock News. Handball news for humans and robots and also Belgians. Respect the process. First up, the Norway women's handball players have been fined for rejecting bikini uniforms. Sean, they actually wore shorts instead of their bikini bottoms, which is their official uniform. Uh-huh. Uh, the New York Times puts it like this. The International Handball Federation requires women to wear bikini bottoms with a close fit and a cut on an upward angle toward the top. The size of the bikini bottoms must be no more than four inches. Men, on the other hand, can wear shorts as long as four inches above the knee, as long as they are, quote, 
not too baggy, which is subjective there. A mm -hmm. spokeswoman for the International Handball Federation, Jessica Rockstro, said on Tuesday she did not know the reason for the rules. Quote, we're looking into it internally, she said. Rockstro also said, globally, we know that other countries like to play in bikinis, for, especially in South America. Very important here. Norway's players were fined 150 euros each, which Norway's federation is going to play. Uh, but they've been protesting this rule for a long time, Sean. Since 2006, they've been trying mm -hmm. to get this rules mm -hmm. change. Uh, other sports where you see these rules, beach volleyball, tennis, badminton. Did you know that badminton had that kind of dress code? Had no idea. Yeah, apparently because they thought interest was lagging, you now have to play top-level badminton in a skirt. Interesting. I didn't, I uh, just didn't know that it was a horny sport. I didn't really realize <laughs> that handball was such a horny sport, honestly. Um, yeah, did you see... I did just you, don't think any sports should be horny sports, right? Like, it just seems to be no. like, uh, just go out there and play. <laughs> yeah, like, that That should be a different thing. You know what I mean? Like, like if you want to see people in bikinis, you have, you there's plenty, right. there's Instagram. There's a site you can visit in the international federation or not honestly yeah did you see what they ended up wearing no what what did they end up wearing i mean they essentially wore skin tight uh, uh, boy shorts so like it wasn't like they're wearing a burqa or something like that like it was still a pretty revealing thing i actually saw the picture and thought that initially i thought that was the outfit they were protesting but all they wanted to do was cover a small about, uh, amount of their upper, upper thighs, basically. And that was 150 euros. I mean, so, look, uh, it, it seems reasonable. Uh, yeah, like you can just, you can wear a uniform for your Olympic sport that uh, covers your actual ass. That seems like, that doesn't seem like so crazy to me. Well, and you know, the beach volleyball, they've got it really bad because the sand gets everywhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and you got to think, you got to think like, aren't you, the, the, the floor is not soft. Oh, no, you're, not, you're no way. asking for a raspberry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Olympic news. We our final four is set. We've got France and Egypt uh -huh. and then Spain and Denmark. And, and then the winner of those two matchups will meet for the gold medal. Uh, look, we know Nikola Karabatic in France. They, they're going to want revenge after that loss to Denmark in the final in Rio. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Egypt could become the first Egyptian medalist in a team sport, period. Yeah. Any team sport of any kind, Egypt has never taken uh, a single Olympic medal. This could be amazing for them. So even if even if they don't yeah. get past France, they still have a shot at uh, Egypt's first hard work. It'd be, it'd be nice to get a, Look, a man, little more African they're representation. They're a good team. Yeah. Yeah. They're, I mean, like we, we're going to treat them like Cinderella's because mm -hmm. it's kind of their first time there. But man, they beat Sweden. Mm -hmm. They took Denmark to penalties. Easily. This is a real team. Mm-hmm. We'll be what ifing this team for years if they don't medal. Oh, exactly. And I mean, I don't know. I I, I just don't think France is going to take this team lightly if they're I mean, they're legit. And and they they're kind of the nobody believes in us handball squad from this year's Olympics. And, you know, arguably Egypt has the longest uh, international handball tradition, too. But if, what uh, do you think if about hieroglyphics a, can be believed. Yeah. What do you think about a potential France Denmark rematch for the gold medal? I, I, look, I, I think France is just they're a better team than Egypt mm -hmm. and, and they should win this match. They should. I think they're a, I think they're a better team than Denmark. I think so, too. The only danger is, are they going to be looking past Egypt uh, because they're thinking about that? I don't know. I mean, I it's, mean it's possible. I mean, I think France has got to be the favorite here. And, you know, I, I wouldn't even, yeah, I, I would not take Spain lightly either. But uh, I don't know. It feels like it feels like it's like 
Cavs Warriors. You know what I mean? Like you want to see yeah, these yeah. these two teams renew their rivalry. And you know, Karabatic, he's 37. This could it, it should probably be his last Olympics, but I would never uh count that guy out. So yeah. I don't know. And and on the one side, uh, the final four is set. France is going to play Sweden. Norway Mm -hmm. is going to play the ROC, which is the the coalition of Russian athletes that somehow, in spite of the massive cheating scandal, it only banned Russia and not the actual athletes who themselves were cheating, which, by the way, I should say, as a fan of PEDs, I I find it all ridiculous. So Uh, um, (laughs) it's weird because uh, you wouldn't think that uh handball would be one of the sports but it's definitely in the program if you watch if you watch the icarus it's actually one of the uh sports that putin was most intense about uh trying to get get onto the podium and get some hardware well probably because america is so awful at it and it's another thing to rub our noses in i mean yeah, uh, I, you know we can barely qualify for the if yeah. you look at our history i mean it's kind of it, sad actually embarrassing we have 360 million people we can't mm-hmm. get you know, a, a team of however many guys together and, and go win a gold medal. You, could, you you need you need basically a dozen. You need a dozen total handball players. And, you know, I think I think that's why I am looking forward to. Have you heard the rumors about the USHL? I haven't. United States Handball League. It's going to be played because it's America. They've got to uh, make some some differences. They're going to play with a money ball in the final minute of each quarter which is worth two goals, which the purists hate. But I mean, I think that's something that you can do to hook the American audience. And uh, also, I think what I've heard right now is that uh, they've got Under Armour to design all the uniform and uh, the men's are going to be kind of more revealing, I guess. And uh, I think they think it's going to attract the players just like college football. So should be interesting. Uh, Should we talk about some transactions? Handball rock transactions. To the line. Now he's found Gola. That's what he tried to do earlier, and at the second attempt, it works. Free agents, transfer fees, trades. You tell us. And another save. And there's Wolf. The ball is loose. It's picked up inside the area. Is there a handball draft? We don't really know. in the act of shooting for Fabregas. You can't use your feet. That's for sure. Do it. It's the beginning of August. And you know, that's transaction time for handball. Uh-huh. Angel Fernandez replaces Casper Mortensen. This is a huge one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, mean, I mean, this is, you know, as we know, Barker won the Champions League of handball this year. Uh, they're one of the big powers, but Casper Casper Mortensen's contract was up. Yeah, I mean, and, and now he's going to go to HSV Hamburg. Yes, yes. And what what a, a signing for them. It's it's incredible. So you always knew when uh, coach Javi Pascual left Barca as a champion and went to uh, Dinamo Bucharest, you would expect some changes. Like we all saw that uh, Cedric... Sorhaindo, I'm sorry, followed his coach to Dinamo. And uh, so Mortensen, I thought they were going to keep him around, but maybe he just doesn't fit in with the new program. So he's going to uh, HSV Hamburg. So uh, Arino is injured. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, sign Angel Fernandez. I, I don't know, man. Well, how do you feel about the new Carlos Ortega era? 
well, in Barcelona. So here's the thing. He's obviously he's not the player he was at Ciudad de Logroño, but he was the best left back in the ASOBAL league. Uh, that was 2016 to 2018. He's a little bit older. He's not quite as good, but they needed so much help on that line. I just think, yeah. I just think, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to withhold judgment because that is, that is Carlos Ortega's first signing. Uh, we don't know him as well as a manager, but uh, he's got a lot of resources at Barca. So um, I give a thumbs up to this move, but as in terms of a grade, it's kind of an incomplete, you know? And, and Hamburg just, I mean, look, they did not just sign a coach. The, these, they signed six new players. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they signed mm-hmm. Mortensen. They signed Johan Bitter. Mm-hmm. Line player, uh, Manuel Spath. Oh, yeah, from Porto. Yeah, Frederick Bo Anderson, the, the very, very good right winger. A- and mm-hmm. then they got Nikolai Tylander and Asat Walulin. Yeah, and, and he was, look, d- yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Underrated. It, it just, you know, we say, we throw the term underrated for a lot uh-huh. of guys in this, in this league. Um, that guy, I don't think you can actually place a dollar amount on what he brings to your locker room. Well, here's the thing. I just don't think the people who are knocking the signing watched a lot of Yulin Ludwigshafen games last year. I just don't I don't think they did. Um, and also, I think uh, his last name kind of sounds like Waluigi. And that's, you know, he gets memed a lot. But uh, you watch him out there. He is a tough player on the back. So I don't know. I, that's my favorite signing up there. I mean, obviously, Mortensen's, you know, the, the, the headliner. But Waluigi I mean, that's that's a tough guy. I like it. What what else do we have uh, on the signing front? Oh, yeah. Well, this is pretty good. You know, both both you and I are big Samba heads. Uh, That's right. Rogerio Morales Ferreira is going home. He's going to Beneficia SL. Wow. Wow. It's a crazy move. You get a Champions League winner, a, a guy who won the Champions League at HC Verdar. And now... He's le- I mean, he's just leaving for family reasons. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And which you respect. You just have to respect that. Um, it's going to put a ton of pressure on Andreas Nielsen, though. Oh, it's it's a huge amount of pressure because, you know, uh, Ferreira's won the Champions League with Vardar twice. And, you know, it's family reasons. He's not, he, he, I think, you know, part of it is he came from Brazil. He didn't even have that much experience in handball when he was 18 and he had to learn Catalan and English simultaneously. I think in a way he's relieved to go somewhere where he can just speak Portuguese again. Yeah. But, uh, beautiful but language, I, I, I do not know what Vesperum's going to do at this point. They're, Obviously that's a huge get for uh beneficia and you know, they won their champions league qualifier today. So I think, you know, it, it obviously it's a good long-term move, especially after the Olympics, when things start to get, uh, you know, a little more heating up, in uh you know the ehl yeah i mean this is this is what you do if you want to win a title exactly exactly like this is no you can't put a price on a title especially when a guy like this is available you you spend the money and you get samba should we go to the mailbag let's do it we've been we haven't done a mailbag in a while and uh we got some great questions so let's let's go to the mail handball rock reader mail the Postal Service is not so underfunded in Europe. Mail arrives promptly and with beautiful stamps. But robots only receive email. To never know the thrill of opening an envelope, 
is a robot's fate forever. Our first question comes from a friend of the podcast. Eric Freeman asks, what are the rules of handball? Uh, I don't get the limitations of the arc, and I don't think my fourth grade gym teacher did either. I mean, I, I guess we you can, know, yeah. I just got to say it, ju it just speaks to the quality of the sport that uh -huh. someone who, you know, one of our longtime Patreons, I mean, oh, yeah, shout yeah, out yeah. to Eric Freeman, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, been around for a long time, mm -hmm. but it, it just it just goes to show how compelling the sport is that you can watch it for years mm -hmm. and not know the rules. You can absolutely enjoy just, it. Yeah, you're lost in it. Right. Mm -hmm. That is the beauty of the, the it's the artistry handball the creativity is just so apparent with every single possession um but we should let's talk about the rules i mean because it, it seems like an important thing to know if you love the sport of handball as much as you and i do so, so yeah let's yeah. dig into our expert knowledge on, on the ins and outs of the sport yeah well so um let's just talk about the arc okay so obviously the arc uh only the goalies allowed inside no man's land yeah i mean no we, we know that we know that and um you know, you can't enter it as an offensive player, Eric, but uh, you can jump into it. You just have to release the ball before you land. You know, it's like so similar uh, to like basketball, where if you jump from behind the three point line and, and you take the shot, that's a three. Only oh, is that is that the rule in basketball? That is, yeah, you can do oh, that okay, in basketball. Okay, it's not, okay, it's, you know, you would think maybe these guys need to watch more handball. Yeah, uh, yeah. You would think these guys would be more creative and do that. But, you know, uh -huh. uh, boring sport. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, you yeah. can't you can't run through it either. If you if you go into it, you need to uh, leave it immediately through the most expeditious and uh, direct route. You know, the goalkeeper cannot leave it while he's holding the ball. I'll, obviously, as you know, um, it, the goalie can become an attacking player. Usually uh, it's with a substitute who's wearing the same color shirt as the goalie. Uh, people who know hockey will uh, refer to that as pulling the goalie. Uh, obviously, it is a very long German term. I don't want to insult the Germans by mispronouncing the name of the strategy, but that's how it's known in uh, the world of handball. And of yeah. course, and that secondary circle is for free throws. Yeah. Which, um, you know, I, I, when we think of the, the term free throw, right? Like, again, you go back to yeah, basketball yeah. And, 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 you know, it's just a bunch of guys standing there watching the guy shoot. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seemed pretty easy. Mm -hmm. uh, this is much more difficult. It, it's more like a, a uh, free kick mm -hmm. in soccer. Uh, yeah. So there is defense on this, uh, this sort of free throw. It's a real yeah. free throw, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. not yeah. a free shot at, at the basket with mm -hmm. no one bothering you. you we know? get a lot of uh, questions from American listeners about uh, the dotted circle too. So it's good to just refresh and bring it up here. Uh, okay. Well, thank you for your question, Eric. Yeah, great question. Okay. The what next qu important question. It's a, a really important question. All right. Uh, our listener, Bean, Bean at Bean Thrifty asks, what ways would you look to cheat in handball? So I hadn't really thought about this one before this question. Uh, I mean, good. I, I think, I, listen, it, first of all, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Okay? I mean, so. yeah, there's a long tradition of kind of some arcane handball stuff. Uh, a lot of uh, stick them on the palm. We've seen a mm -hmm. lot of that. Uh, do you remember uh, when that team in Mannheim was uh, deflating the handballs a little bit just because it was like better grip, uh, slowing the game down? They had kind of a veteran team and it took months 
for anyone to notice and check the PSI on those. So that's that's I mean, it, it it's kind of like a gentleman's game, but it's also a rogues game, I guess, is the best Absolutely. way to describe it. Uh, do you have any innovative cheating ideas, Dave? Uh, you know, I mean, Tom Brady, by the way, was consulting uh, with that team for, for a few years. So, yeah, that was um, weird. Yeah, it's interesting. Just a weird coincidence. No one um, on the team has been know, allowed to eat strawberries for, I think, the the, the last decade, actually. I, I think the illegal screen is just not used enough. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'd like to see a little bit more movement, a little bit, a little bit more physicality. I think that you just you cheat until you get called for it. Exactly. Right? Exactly. That you're just always be cheating is mm-hmm. rule number one in handball if you're playing with me. So my uh, my adult handball league that I play in, uh, we do a little we do a move that's called a Red Rover. And what you do is it's a two man uh, kind of staggered screen, but you hold hands together and uh, the refs almost never know it. Now, again, this is on the amateur level. We're not we're, we're not, you know, uh, the Karabatiches or anything like that. OK, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but I think that, you know, the ref can't watch everything. And I think like the screening and the moving aside uh, works really well. Also, I would attempt the hot foot. I think I think I think guys are not prepared for the hot foot. It's it never really made its way to European sports. So I think like introducing the hot foot would be a good maybe one time psychological advantage you could have. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Tying shoelaces, all that good Mm -hmm. stuff, especially during the free throws. Right. Like definitely want to do that. Uh, By the way, congratulations on getting your league to change the bikini bottom rule for your your men's league. I mean, that you want to talk about a a victory, right? That's something that these Olympians can look look up to you guys for. Yeah, and I I honestly think it was a misread of the rules, but also uh, we want to be very gender equitable. And we had a couple of months where, honestly, like I thought my equipment bills for handball were were this is going to be the sports equipment. It was the uh, biweekly waxing that really did it for me, and I just I just wasn't as comfortable out, out there. But yes, we have we have uh, restored it. You can just wear. A normal pair of shorts and a normal shirt now. It's great. Okay, so we are. Oh, this is a question from uh, Feeling Manheim, our longtime listener. He writes, um, hey, you guys, looking at this year's EHF Champions League tournament, and I'm wondering if you think Barca's title deserves an asterisk. After all, because of the pandemic, they let in all 16 finalists from group play. So Barca only had to break Elverum Hanball. Meshkov Brest and HBC Nantes to reach the final, and they only had to play those chumps from Denmark. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but that's what he says. Alborg Honbold. Now, none of these teams would have made the knockout round without COVID. Could it have been any easier? Why not let them just play RK Bosna Sarajevo or HC Walker Thun and just hand them a trophy? Anyway, my question is, should they have an asterisk and which Marvel movie do you think Meshkov Breast is? Well, let's, let's start with the Marvel question. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. I mean, Meshkov Breast is very obviously Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Huge right. ego, mm-hmm. talking raccoon. I mean, they have everything. They've got all those, those things. Well, this is like the decadence of that. And also just it feels overpromoted. You know what I mean? Like it was it was a it was a sleeper hit at one point and then. They poured money into it and they've just I think that Meshkov Rest has lost a lot of their underdog charm that they normally had. It was it was a fun run when they were making it to the Champions League. And now did this feel like a bloated organization, you know? 
Yeah, so Guardian. Yeah, I think little, Guardians too. Um, a little fake Star Warsy. Yeah. yeah. Should they have an asterisk? I mean, look, things were different in the bubble, and it's a different kind of championship. I just hesitate to put an asterisk on it. These are this is a historic franchise that has won a lot, and yes, a lot of people say that uh, you know. Having superstars, it's easy to just lure people there. People want to play in Barcelona. They like the handball traditions. You see Barcelona, there's all these people with Barca handball jerseys. Uh, the whole city gets behind them. Um, it's not their fault that these other teams couldn't make it out, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, you do have to play who's in front of you. Okay, exactly. But I, I think that uh, the shooting numbers in the bubble were insane. Yeah, and, the- and in Barcelona, they, they benefited more than potentially anyone. Um, and so uh, maybe maybe you put an asterisk on it. Uh, I just think that you have to play the game as it's played and everyone was playing under the same rules, mm-hmm. kind of. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. We're, we're not we're not going to do the asterisk. Thing. No, I mean, it we might respect not... the sport too much. Exactly. Exactly. Like it's, it's an insult to the players who, who who busted their asses there. You know, that's right. That's right. Um, next question, uh, Pete. Croato, maybe. Uh-huh. Um, is there a great book about handball? And, and you know, I'm going to ask you this question because I don't read sports books. Uh, you know, I, mm-hmm. if I'm going to read a book, it's you know, it, it's, it's travel journal. It's uh, maybe a cooking book, right? Collection of family recipes, but yeah, not a book about sports. Right. Well, so there's one, and I know people are going to say that this is a little cheesy, but. Uh, this is the book I read, and I guess it's a ripoff of an American bestseller that I haven't read. And um, it's uh, it's from Poland, and it loosely translates in English to the seven handballers that you meet in the afterlife. And the idea is that it teaches you about life because each of the positions in handball represents a different stage in your life and a part of a human personality. And then at the end, it's, it's very nice. They bring it all together. And the idea is the team is your life. It's everybody that you interact with. It's not just, uh, you know, a keeper. It's not the, the game is not playing defense. It's, it's, it's back and forth. It's giving and receiving. It's, it's really great. And I've, I, again, I've heard it's a ripoff of an American book, but uh, I'm not familiar with that one. So I like that one a lot. Uh, the other one I like is, uh, you know, I'm, we're, both kind of analytics guys. And so I really like this one that came out of Russia. That's called handball prospectic. And uh, what they do is they do a lot of advanced stats and they kind of uncover the hidden side of handball. You know, that the, the highest scoring guy is not always the most valuable when you look at a lot of their on and off numbers and things like that. And uh, it's also interspersed with essays about uh, this guy uh, playing handball growing up in Siberia with really limited resources. And that's just, that's just, just a real interesting uh, life story. So um, yeah, the, those are the, the two. King of, the king of the secondary assist. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So yeah, that, that, that's what I would recommend if you wanted to get started. Should we do a couple more? Yeah, let's do a couple more here. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, let's move in. Uh, we have two related questions uh, at posted monkey asked technically aren't most sports handball. Well, Yes, they're they're technically handballs, but you know, there's not a peach basket on the basketball court anymore, too. You know, uh football mostly played with your hands too. And uh soccer well, is... hold on now, hang on. Now football is played with your feet. Oh, sorry, yes, yeah, American football. 
geez, my that's right. My Amerocentrism is getting out of control today. Um, all right. So related question. Uh, Marcella Fama at Fama underscore Marcelo asks, why is handball against the wall called handball and handball with a net called handball? How many handballs can one planet sustain? Also, most sports involve hands and balls. They all got more creative. Well, um, you know, in Germany, they don't call that game against the wall handball, right? Right. You've lived there before, and it's yeah. called um, Der Walskenspacken. And technically, that means he who thrusts against a wall receives a return. And I mean, that's that's not very catchy in American, but, uh, you know, I, I think they just... I guess I just think it's the disrespect that uh, domestically, you know, the great sport of handball gets, honestly. Yeah. I mean, listen, and, and netball doesn't get its its due. Okay? Right. Right. So, exactly. you know, we, we basketball and then you've got this giant, you know, glass board behind the 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 net and basket just seems like a child's game compared right. to actual netball. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I agree. Real I sport. Agree. We have a question from Sean O'Shea, longtime handball rock listener. He says, last night I watched an episode of Mad About You where Helen Hunt's character Jamie gloats to her friend Fran about beating her in handball. Jamie then worry, wonders if she should become a professional handball player as she's in between jobs and looking for a purpose in life. Do you think that Jamie might have had what it takes to go pro? Also, did you know Paul Reiser wrote the Mad About You theme song? All right, well, let's... Let's just look up. We don't have any uh, stats. Well, number on one, hold on. Yeah, yeah. They're definitely talking about the the other kind of handball that's against the wall. Yeah, right? yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely, absolutely. But I think I'm just gonna tr pretend that she's playing the real sport. Sure. Well, she's just. Uh, I know. Is she a good athlete? I, I don't think so. She doesn't come across like one. Well, um, you know, she's you know taller. Just, yeah, I think she's taller, taller than, she than you think. Five uh, short arms. Five eight one thirty. That's the problem. That's the problem. And, uh, you know, she shows some athleticism. Um, I believe she used to be a dancer. So that's good. But, I mean, can you see Helen Hunt really delivering a pick in the in the in the crease? No, no, she's not. She's not the down and dirty, you know, gritty sort of player that you want out there that. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, you're probably looking for more of a Scarlett Johansson type. Right, right, right. Like, like a little someone that little, can mix it up. To the second part of the question, we did know that, and because we're both big fans of Paul Reiser's music, actually, um, do you mind if I play a song from the the album Paul Reiser wrote and played piano on with uh, Julia Fordham? Uh, the album's called Unusual Suspects, and this is a song called Minefield. So yeah, not bad. Uh, Paul Reiser, uh, in 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 contrast to um, handball superfan Kelsey Grammer, who sang theme song to Frasier in the closing credits, Paul Reiser, pretty content to just uh, tickle the ivories. So that's good. Okay, this is a, a, a question from my dad. It says, I'm seeing these guys from Egypt and Germany taking four steps with the ball. When is the International Handball Federation going to start calling traveling? 
Yeah, it's well, Sean. Yeah. I mean, look, you know how I feel about this as, as a purist. Look, they're ruining our game. Yeah. Plain and simple. And they're doing it for clicks or for eyeballs or whatever you want to call yeah. it. But they are intentionally trying to change the game. Now, look, if you want to codify this mm-hmm. and just add the four, it's not going to bother me. Yeah. But here's but the we thing. need we need a level playing field. But they what they want is for people to see that France is putting up 42 in an Olympic quarterfinal and people get really excited about that. and They don't really think about the integrity of the game. So, yeah, that's it's kind of messed up. All right. We got a question from at do not. Uh, that's Forrest. And he says handball fucking rips. I don't know if this is a question. Uh, how much does handball rip? Rips it fucking hard. Rips. Tears, I would say even. All right. It rips heavy. It rips heavy. Mm-hmm. Rips like a I like that. I agree. Okay, yeah. Heavy, heavy is the correct answer. We had another comment from Norm Charlton. Basically, just said he saw at the Iceland semis and finals at the Beijing Olympics and was witness to the greatest Icelandic sporting moment in history. He eventually even got an Iceland jersey. This is what I like to hear about somebody embracing the sport. But yeah, the um. You know, you happen to catch the golden generation of of Icelandic handball. I guess they called it uh, the icicle generation because of Iceland. But yeah, that's a that's an impressive silver medal followed by a bronze at the European Championships in 2010. I mean, that was a great, great era for Icelandic handball. And, you know, I, I still I think they could bounce back a little bit. Because, you know, when you look at uh, Victor Hallgrimson, and and the way he can protect that net, he's only 21. And then also right. you've got Arnar Fryer Arnerson, uh, Sigvaldi Guojensen. And then, you know, of course, everybody's favorite. He's a little getting a little older, but um, Olafur Guamunsen. And so you know, they, I, I don't think it's that impossible that we'll see another kind of resurgence of Icelandic handball. Well, it's a good young core and, yeah. and they're going to have an opportunity to grow together. And again, you know, you speak to that that experience, that that corporate knowledge that Iceland mm-hmm. has. And, you know, you have to think this could be a team potentially in contention for a medal in 2024. Yeah. Um, but but for sure, 2028, when all these guys are really going to be hitting their prime, exactly. early prime even. Exactly. Uh, all right. We have a question from Handball Root related. Nikola Karabatic is one of the greatest handball players ever, but he and his brother also gambled on matches and ensured that their team trailed at halftime. That's an affront to the integrity of the sport and also puts his legacy in question. My question is, do Nicola and his brother Luca eat ass? I mean, I mean, they're French. Yeah, I mean, it's a hundred percent, I think. So, yeah, yeah. Kevin Dinahan asks, should handball be replaced by Quidditch as an Olympic sport? I think I think oh, this no. is, I think this is a joke question, Dave. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, Quidditch um, Quidditch is not a real sport. No, um, and uh, it's, yeah. it's uh, like some some annoying college yeah. children running around with brooms. And uh, you yeah. know what I would say to those kids? Why don't you use that broom to do some sweeping instead <laughs> of uh, it's a kids. It's a book for children. Patrick Cosmos at Very Important, a.k.a. the strongest man in Chicago, writes, we had handball in gym in high school gym class, and I volunteered to be the captain. And I picked all the nerds and fat kids. And our team was so bad that the teacher eventually forced us to trade with someone else for the sake of competitive balance. My question is, how heroic does this make me? Let me tell you something. Handball is not about participation trophies, Cosmos. You know what I mean? Winners. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, you were bad at handball on purpose? Congratulations. Yeah. 
Uh, okay. But oh, he does very add, ironic of you. Yeah. He does add, I also demolished my friend Kevin directly in the nuts every time I got a shot on goal. It was an accident, but it also rolled. How is it an accident if you did it every time? Also, though, I got to say, I've changed my opinion, and now I'm back. I think this Patrick guy is okay. Yeah, I mean, I think because it does rule to hit. It does. It look, it rules. It rules. I just don't believe it's an accident, but he's correct that it rules. So I mean, I'm going to say not about if he. Yeah. Well, think about if he used that accuracy to put the ball in the goal, then maybe his team of nerds and fat kids. Yeah. You know, could have tasted victory. For the first I, time I will life. say so he's not heroic for having a bad team is heroic for the nut shots that's uh yeah yeah that's always that's always yeah i mean it's it's why they call it handball you know what i mean all right okay let's finish this up guys again thank you so much for the questions this is great at jackson at cheaper by 12 film asks which nba all-star could you beat in handball um a lot of nba questions yeah. I, people must be like really I, I, the finals just happened i guess you know what um, you know what happened is that uh we got a retweet from uh from uh john hollinger and that oh, okay. i think really brought things out i actually think he was a little bit confused and uh because i what happened was we talked about all the salary cap breakdowns that we did for um you know the, just all the bundesliga teams last week mm-hmm. And I think find that just, on the Patreon. I think it just got like ag- aggregated or something like that. So I think we have a lot more American fans right now. And again, again, thank you. Um, was you the know. Olympic bump, Sean? You know, we knew this yeah. was coming. We, yep. we knew yep. that that, you know, um, just like in 2016, when we were here doing the same, you know, mailbag, we yep. knew we were going to get the Olympic bump and, mm-hmm. and we saw it. But I guess that that, you know, hey, look, this is how you bring new people into the sport. And look, the ratings are always going to be good if it's France facing Denmark. We we know that. That's it's just it's handball one hundred and one. Okay, so Tradition. which which NBA All Star could you beat in handball? Um, I'm going to say Chris Gatling, uh, known ooh, as the Energizer this, in Golden yeah. State, the Gatling Gun. I just think um, he was known for his energy off the bench, but I just think. Uh, some of his springiness is going to uh, going to hurt him in handball. He's not disciplined enough. Yeah. Who's the worst all-star that you can think of? Um, what's that guy's name? Uh, the European guy. His his dad played. Uh, oh, uh, oh, oh, Dominatus Sabonis. Yeah, yeah. That He's the worst all-star ever, right? So, yeah. Him. Oh, I have heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I Even think the I, Euro thing, though. I worry yeah, about that. I mean, um, I just, but, I don't want to disrespect the tradition of Lithuanian handball. And maybe I could beat him at basketball, but maybe not handball. Yeah, you're right. I probably got to go American there. Yeah. Uh, maybe Chris Kamen. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good too, one. too slow. He's going to get he's just going to get the ball whipped yeah. around him too much. And uh, one final question from uh, our friend Mike Burchett. Robert Ripley of Ripley's Believe It or Not was the New York City handball champion in 1925. Not really a question. I just find it hilarious to think of a cartoonist hitting game point and screaming, believe that motherfucker in one of those 20s workout unitards. Look, that's it's a funny observation. But uh, as we know especially in the 1920s uh they definitely had to perform in you know a bikini so he's wearing right. he's not wearing a unitard he's showing yeah, those rules are not new no no yeah. i mean that predates it i mean they used to have to play handball naked not just at the first olympics but basically right up until world war one and the only thing that happened was uh there were too many nut shots and so they decided yep. okay we can have a bikini underwear but here's the thing when handball was starting out, I I'm not opposed 
to skimpy outfits in handball. And I understand why there's a market for it. It was a big wharf sport, uh, really big on the boardwalks. I just want to see some more gender equity. And uh, people who were watching handball in the 1920s, they wanted to see some competition. They wanted to see some skill. They also wanted to see some upper thigh, pasty white upper thigh from, you know, a New York man who spent most of his time in a gymnasium. That's going to do it for our show. Sean, do you have anything to plug? Uh, yeah, you can check out uh, my column. Uh, I'm a guest columnist on um, FC Spartak Daily this week, and I'm just going to be talking about offseason moves and uh, what the Olympics told us about, uh, you know, the European domestic leagues this year. Yeah, um, you guys can find me, of course, at Frankie Muniz mm-hmm. on Twitter, uh, where my most recent tweet was eventual suggesties vort herlegen van in mute Vilnius gewold an han wagen de polite von demen to munden not at hij waga stolen allemal in el car geslagen in gespolten in hij is gewold met 10,000 pound awful at 100 got junk quam netten zet zedet nit zurendon what new oh man and of okay. course in in English, you know, right. any suggestions on how to empty a garbage filled trailer? Police located mine two months after it was stolen, all beat up and spray painted, and it's filled with 10,000 pounds of garbage at way one eight hundred got junk just came and told me they won't do it. Now what? That's tough. It's tough for that guy. It's a tough scene. Yeah. All right. Uh, respect the process. Shut it down. Let's uh, let's hope for a France Denmark rematch and that nobody's shaving points. Bye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.